Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast, the show where we just recorded like five minutes of me rambling at an intro and I forgot to hit the goddamn record button. I'm your host, Jeff Kowalski. This is a show where I get really mad about the difficulty we've had producing the Abandoned by Disney and Pale Luna episodes. This is our third try recording this specific episode. I don't even think we tried to record Abandoned by Disney that second time. Uh, so now it's this. Let's talk about what this show is. It's a show where we talk about creepypastas, which are vi- virally distributed horror stories that are shared and reshared on the internet. Sometimes people think they're real. They never are. Uh, this one that we have this week, I'm not going to talk about because that's not the order I do things in. What am I doing? I have with me two guests to have a congenial, friendly... Uh, am I using congenial right? Probably. Don't yeah. answer that. Don't write... Don't write me emails. A congenial, friendly, vaguely intellectual uh, conversation about anything but the story. That's not true. We'll talk about the story also, probably. Uh, I have returning guests, Jess Conker Henry. Hello. And Regina Barry. I'm here too. Okay. Now, now that we're in it, now that we're in it, we've already had a, a dry run. <laughs> Regina, tell us about your story. Okay. Finally. Hello, listeners. We're going to talk about Pale Luna. Um, Hell yeah. The reason that I <laughs> the reason that I chose this story um, was because um, like the first episode that I was on, which was for Candle Cove, um, the reason that that had such an effect on me was because I didn't read it online. Um, Jess told it to me, and this was like maybe ten years ago. Um, and I just remember like how creeped out I was just like, you know, hearing it like people usually hear urban legends and scary stories, just like one friend telling it to another. Um, and my experience, uh, with Pale Luna was the same where my partner, Patrick, um, just told it to me, we were walking down the street one day and he was just like, Oh, I read this thing online. And he just told it to me, I just remember being like that same kind of creeped out. So that's why I was really excited to, uh, to bring, uh, this story to Creepypodsta. Um, shall I give a summary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us what happens. I'm, I'm hankering okay. for it. <laughs> so we've never recorded Luna, this before. Um, <laughs> this is all new information. <laughs> no, see, I I super like this story, so I I'm excited to talk about it because it's very good. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, so the story takes place in um the 80s in the San specifically in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, where there's like a community of nerds who get together and swap, um, floppy disks of games. This is in like the early King's Quest kind of days. Um, and there's this one that goes around called Pale Luna, um, which is a text-based adventure game, something that was already kind of going out of fashion as graphic, um, graphic-based games were, um, starting, were like the new technology. Um, and so it's just, um, a blank screen except for the text. You are in a dark room. Moonlight shines through the window. 
There is gold in the corner along with shovel and a rope. There's a door to the east. Command. And most people play this game and they get super frustrated because they don't know what to do. And every time they make a wrong move, the game locks up and you have to restart your computer. Um, so understandably, most people just rage quit, um, except for this one guy whose name is Michael Nevins, who gets through the game where... Um, he picks up the, the gold, he picks up the shovel, he picks up the rope, and then leaves the house, goes into the woods, um, in, on, in the game, in this text game, um, until he gets to a point where the text in at the area that he hits after tons of trial and error reads, Pale Luna smiles wide, there are no paths. Pale Luna smiles wide, the ground is soft. Pale Luna smiles wide here, command. Um, and then, so he goes game a little more, figures out that he's supposed to dig a hole, drop in the gold, and fill the hole. Um, and then finally he reaches the end screen, which says congratulations, and gives coordinates. Um, Nevins then, uh, figures out that the coordinates are in a local state park. Um, he goes to the park expecting to find, like, I guess buried treasure, because that's what happens in the game. Someone buries gold at these coordinates. And what he actually finds, um, once he gets to the park, gets to the coordinates and digs a hole, is the badly decomposing head of a blonde-haired little girl um, who was identified as Karen Paulson, 11 years old, missing as re- reported as missing to the San Diego Police Department a year and a half prior. Um, and then, of course, no one ever finds who the programmer of Pale Luna was, and no one ever finds the remains of Karen's body. Spooky! Yeah, this is a... Uh... It's got a it's got a great mystery with a very satisfying uh ending that doesn't it doesn't give you all the answers. It doesn't have mm-hmm. any chunky yellow blood or photo negative Mickeys in it. Uh there's no, I guess as it were, uh money shot. There's no like ah, uh, there's Godzilla finally. We saw his tail and his feet all this time. Uh it's yeah, there's just no jump scare. Uh, we never <laughs> get a yeah, exactly, exactly. We never get a right. hint of of who the bad guy really is. Uh, yeah, it's just sort of the the horror of it is someone made this creepy weird game where the moon is smiling at you. What the fuck? And then it's like, oh, oh, it's much more horrible than we could ever have imagined. Yeah, I like this. Uh, the the pale, pale Luna smiles wide is a uh, very spooky phrase uh, and really great. And we almost get no good. Uh, it's there's very few good phrases. Uh, that come out of creepypastas, and most of them are in terrible ones. Like, <laughs> go to sleep is a pretty good phrase, but Killer Jeff is a very bad creepypasta. <laughs> uh, and this one has Peluna smiles wide. Peluna smiles, o- smiles upon you, or smiles on you? Is that one of um, them, actually? Luna Smiles at you. She smiles yes, it's, you. Yeah, it starts with Peluna smiles at you when you as a player are going through the forest and then when you find the correct coordinates, it is Pale Luna Smiles Wide. Yeah, I could see this being an episode of Twilight Zone. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's, I mean, it's super unlikely, but it's completely grounded in realism. There's no real supernatural element. Yeah, and I really like that. Which works as an excellent transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, there has been stuff like this hidden in video games before. Uh, I, 
have talked on the podcast on the Lost episodes about Kanye Quest, which I'll run through very quickly since you both already know about it. Uh, Jeff, what is Kanye Quest? (laughs) (laughs) I actually mentioned it on an episode that I I think comes out uh, right after we're recording this, uh, so the audience will have heard already. Kanye Quest is a little crappy RPG Maker video game that no one played from a few years ago. Uh, and then a few years after it came out, uh, someone found a very weird secret. Because uh, if someone, like an NPC, asks you a question, uh, like, what do you want to do with your life? And if you type in... Uh, before that, you find a terminal that just has garbled text and the word ascend. If you type ascend into this NPC's prompt box, uh, you get transported to like another dimension and you have to find all these different computer ter- terminals and enter different answers. And then eventually you're in some sort of weird god realm uh and it's it seems like a, a cult recruitment tool or something because they're like you the message pops up something like you've solved the final puzzle uh we'll be in contact in like in the next two weeks <laughs> and that's that's it it's just in there in this game no one played uh about kanye west uh maybe this is the zone that we were not supposed to let him get into uh <laughs> it's it's very it's it's got a good mystery uh, and another video game I, I also mentioned on the show, uh, which sort of has a more failed mystery, uh, PT, which was a free, uh, short game Konami released that no one knew what it was until three days after it got released, uh, when the incredibly Byzantine final puzzle was solved live on someone's Twitch stream, uh, and they unlocked a trailer for a new Silent Hill game which this secretly was. But, yeah, the designers of that were like, okay, we're not going to tell anybody what this is. We're going to put it out there. We're not going to put our names on it. Uh, Like, you see the trailer play and everyone's names show up, and you're like, oh my god, Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro worked on this game. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's a cancelled game now, so no one will ever get to play it, but... (laughs) It's, 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 um, it's like they designed it so that it would take weeks and weeks. Uh, I think five weeks was the expected number and people solved it in days. Uh, so I imagine with, uh, Pale Luna, it's, uh, I'd imagine that the, the murderer wanted, wanted to be found sort of. Um, and you can almost mm-hmm. imagine the, the they person like trading that, found. that, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trading that old cassette tape or floppy disk or whatever with this game on it being like, uh, oh, someone's got to find it. Come on. Right. Right. Like, like yeah, like, like that, it, it, it suggests that the murderer has been in the room with everyone else, like the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, and they still can't find him. Like that's yeah. It's it's really it's, the narrator definitely has met the murderer. Uh, this possibility I don't think popped up to me before. The narrator could be the murderer. Oh yeah, I think we talked about that last time or one, one of the, the times, times where it was just like yeah, maybe he yeah. <laughs> one of one of the infinite times, one of the parallel universes in which we record this. Um, yeah, where um, yeah, where where like maybe his puzzle was too like complicated and obtuse and he was just like oh look i solved this strange thing hmm pretty pretty sneaky murderer out there pretty handsome too so i googled my <laughs> yeah, i don't know who this murderer is oh the the name yeah the name of the 
What's the, yeah. it's the guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a real Michael Nevins who is like a, he, he looks like he's in his mid to late forties and he's a digital marketing manager. I'm like, oh man, maybe mm-hmm. he was in California in the eighties. <laughs> Cause yeah. he, he works with all this stuff and you know, he's a marketing manager. So hmm. uh, there, there's a Michael Nevins, uh, MD right in Paramus near me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's and- something. No, go on, ahead. The, on the creepypasta wiki, at least, um, at the end of the story, it just says credited to Ed. So, yeah. like, who the fuck's Ed? I don't know. <laughs> Not Michael Nevis, that's a, for sure. It's a weird... <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird uh, situation because I actually... Um, it's only just occurring to me now that this game or this story is in the third person and not the first person, uh, (laughs) which kind of of adds like an urban legend aspect to it that I hadn't realized before. Mm -hmm. Uh, It adds like a journalistic tone. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. The the usual format is like a a penthouse forum letter, like, oh, the craziest thing happened to me. I went to this haunted. I went to this haunted amusement park and totally saw a boob. Uh, but this this one has this like I heard from a guy who heard from a guy uh, that the San Francisco Bay Area has a slasher. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's this super specific location and time. I mean, this probably couldn't happen you know anywhere else if it wasn't like you know booming Silicon Valley you know convention of the nerds kind of community at the specific time where people are still playing playing like text-based games but they're sort of obsolete and unfashionable yeah you know it gives a real like it gives like a real groundedness to the story yeah i i really like that a lot of the i i like in this one they there's a lot of time spent on making sure it feels right uh because like a modern computer most game like if there's a game that's getting circulated it's not going to be able to make your computer shut down without your permission but like an 80s computer yeah probably i think you just had to enter a command and the computer would turn off (laughs) but like you're not going to get a game on on steam Greenlight or whatever that's going to tell windows to shut down and that's just going to get deleted right away but this one like a copy of a copy of a copy and people are like "Ah, i couldn't figure this game out it makes your computer turn off but I don't know. Give it a shot. <laughs> well, that sounds like when you have terrible food and then you want everyone else to try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when you find the elephant flavored bean and the Harry Potter jelly beans. Yeah, just, oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever had. Taste it. <laughs> exactly. This uh, game so is horrible. The- Play it. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, what was the spookiest part of this story to you? I thought the repetition of Pale Luna Smiles Wide was really creepy. Uh, Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, that unnerved me. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a, a catchphrase like that. And it's especially like, um, uh, I don't know if either of you have played Undertale, but it, it has a repeated phrase. Um, it fills you with determination and then determination. Oh, right. oh, oh I, I'm letters. like, I'm like maybe halfway to three quarters of the way through Undertale. So if that has a significance, please do not share it. <laughs> oh, no, there is one really cool. There's, uh, one really cool moment of, of that phrase showing up, but it doesn't, it seems like, 
like it has significance, much like Pale Luna Smiles Wide, but uh, ultimately I think it's just like a catchphrase. Sure. Uh, if there's significance, I don't know about it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's nice to have a repeated phrase because then once they're, once like your plot sort of wrenches one way or the other, it immediately recolors any time that that phrase appeared just by association. Like, as soon as you know that this is a murderer's video game, you go back and like, oh, Paleona Smiles Wide is way creepier now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regina, for you, what was the spookiest part? Um, my, my opinion, the spookiest part is um, where um, you're playing the game, and if you put in the command, use rope, it prompts the text, you've already used this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> both, both because you know by the end of the uh, by the by the end of the story, it's obvious that this refers to um, this little girl having been you know strangled um, or you know something like that. Um, but I, I think it's also upsetting because uh, it it really um, hits home that the game puts the player into the shoes of the murderer and like is like is like forcing the player to reenact this horrible event yeah that's an interesting thing it's sort of like a precursor to uh, the sort of um, bioshock or like the the like fourth mission in call of duty modern warfare 2 just called no russian uh, where you as an under uh, like super undercover cia agent in a Russian terrorist group uh, are part of an operation that you discover is the Russian terrorist group murdering an entire airport full of civilians. Uh, And you you don't have to pull the trigger in the game. Um, but you can, uh, the game puts you in this position where, uh, much like the character, you, uh, are in a bad position seeing bad people doing bad things and you can't do anything about it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting, like, no matter whether you finish Pale Luna or not, uh, the, the game is a foregone conclusion in a way. Yeah. Uh, I think the spookiest part for me is... Um, just the uncertainty of it, it's like, it's so, there's so much not said, and that makes it so much creepier. Like, we don't know who the murderer is. We don't know why they made this game. We don't know why the ultimate result of the game is the location of this person's head. We don't know why the, uh, what, like, where the rest of the body is, um, and there, the Pale Luna Smiles Wide contains the girl's name. Someone uh, did a uh, uh, sort of like uh, word scramble uh, and got uh, a couple different things. Same Paulson will die, which doesn't really make sense. Uh, one person got dial me. I slew Paulson. Um, it's like Paulson is definitely in there. I don't know if anyone's figured out the the scramble or if there even is one. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like a cool, spooky thing. I guess the, uh, the sort of thing is just all of the, the unsolved mysteries of this story, whether they have answers or not, are, mm-hmm. are spooky for me. So I guess, uh, any, any closing thoughts? 
Um, no, not really. Uh, it's real, it's real spooky. I like it. Yeah, folks, if you got to this point already, uh, and you haven't read the story for some reason, go read it. It's great. Like, it's really good. Uh, even knowing what happens, it's still, it's still an effective story. I always recommend at the beginning, uh, if it's a good story, like, hey, go read this one before you listen to the episode so you're not spoiled. Uh, but sometimes it's like, uh, we'll read it so you don't have to. (laughs) <laughs> like uh Squidward Suicide is one of those like ah, don't don't read that one it sucks. <laughs> um but this this one's amazing. Uh so I guess that's uh that's that's going to do it for this episode. It's a little shorter because we've rehearsed it a lot. It's <laughs> like uh, so, Regina, tell the people uh, where they can find you if you would like for them to be able to do so. Sure. sure. Um, I write a blog called Consistent Panda Bear Shape, which is about fat characters in cinema. Um, so I just published an article today about uh, Knocked Up and Superbad, um, which is going to be part of a series about um, fat male characters in romantic relationships with thin female characters. Um, I also guest occasionally on Directors Club podcast. Um, I was on an episode of theirs um, earlier in the month called Aaron Sorkin Presents the Podcast. Um, it's really good. You should check it out, um, even if you haven't listened to Directors Club before. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tesseract, T-E-S-S-A underscore R-A-C-K-E-D. And that just reminded me that I would like to watch the motion picture Spy, which has recently been added to HBO, and I hear is very good, because it is an action comedy starring uh, probably our most prominent fat actor right now, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, uh, it's it's super funny. I, I saw it in, like, like even if this wasn't my like weird obsession. Um, I would have like fucking loved that movie. I saw it in theaters last summer and I didn't stop laughing for like a minute. It's so good. Yeah. That's uh, everyone I know who's seen it says it's amazing, but it's, uh, it's like the unfortunate victim of whatever marketing firm they hired to advertise it. Cause all the trailers for it were very bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I hate, I hate when that happens. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll watch that. Uh, do you have a post for that on Panda Bear Shape? I, I do. Um, if you go, if you go on pandabearshape.com, my blog, um, there's a, there's a, a tab at the top called Works Cited and, um, you can find Tammy in the list for 2010s. I mean, okay, cool. Spy. Well, same thing. No, not the same thing. Tammy was well, like, I mean, they're in the same right? post, so. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Jess, tell us about where the people can see you on the silver screen. And you can find me as usual at weaponizedlanguage.com, aka funtimes.online, which is a real URL that exists. I know it sounds like I'm being sarcastic by insisting so hard that it is real and exists, but no, you can type http colon slash slash funtimes.online and that will go to my website. You can reach me by email, uh, jeff at funtimes.online or on Twitter at j3fk. I highly recommend you listen to my other podcast, Seeing Reddit, because only like 40 people listen to it. And I think more people should listen to it because it's extremely funny. 
me and past guests of this show, Matt and Louisa Heron, click the random button on Reddit and desperately avoid talking about whatever uh, gross or upsettingly serious topic of a subreddit we get. Uh, although a few weeks ago, just in time for Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice, we did get the Superman subreddit, which was pretty great to talk about since me and Matt both like Superman, and it's always funny to hear Louisa be upset. Uh, <laughs> so go, go listen to that, and uh, always remember that Pale Luna smiles at you. Thank you.